the rosary played a huge part in my journey and my faith life. Our Lady, Blessed Mother, wherever she is, she draws the Holy Spirit. Because without Mary, we can't have Jesus. Um, and Jesus isn't just a historical figure that came, but he continues to come to us through the Holy Spirit. As we embody and enter into the Virgin Mary's heart, and we start to imitate her heart, and we draw the Holy Spirit. Because Mary's, you could say Mary's a perfect image and model of what it means to be a human being. You know, Jesus is a divine person, Mary's a human person, she's not divine. But in her humanity, she exemplifies so many virtues and qualities that are necessary for predisposing our humanity to divinity. So when we imitate Mary, we opening, we're opening ourselves to God. That's all it means. To be in relationship with Mary is to be able to embrace how God made you, His eternal Word that brought you into being and existence. God the Father created you and I through His eternal Word, who is Jesus, by the power of His Spirit. can't speak a word unless I'm breathing. So the Holy Spirit and the Word are always connected. Because the Father speaks the word through the breath of the Spirit, and that's His Son. But we were brought into being in existence through that eternal word. Like our souls come directly from God. He is the only one that can create an immortal soul. Mom and Dad are right procreators. They participate in the creative act of a person by giving us the body. God uses Mom and Dad to provide the body so we could have a human body, but... Our souls, at the moment of conception, directly come from God, the Father, Son, and Spirit. So our souls are coming right from God at that moment of conception. And so God creating us for Himself. And when Adam and Eve sinned, they rejected themselves ultimately. Because to sin is to fail to be human. To sin is to fail to be whom God made me to be as a man and for you ladies to be as a woman. Woman, So like we're made to imitate the Blessed Virgin Mary, which is mean to radically just open ourselves to God's love, receive that love, which is the power of the Holy Spirit. And then in our flesh, we enflesh Christ. This is what incarnational spirituality is. It's, it's a spirituality that allows God to incarnate, to come flesh in us. You know, the incarnation, that's when the Word became flesh. Well, that Word whom you and I were created from, from all eternity, God the Father thought you into being in existence. He knew who you and I would be, and He knew when we would be in existence. He knew when the time would be when we would come into this world, um, and He decided this is the time. And so you and I here today are able to say that we're blessed because God chose this time, period of history, for us to be in this world, right here, right now. So God's thinking of us right now. He's keeping us in being. He's keeping us in existence. He's, he's, he's wanting us to be imitators of the Blessed Virgin Mary, whom opens herself so that, again, the Holy Spirit comes down into her humanity and gives God flesh. And this is why it's so important that we don't look at, for example, 
we look at a crucifix. Um, we have Jesus on the cross because Christ continues to live his mission in and through each of us. It's not like he did, he did die once and for all. But that dying once and for all was to win for us the gift and grace of the Holy Spirit so he could continue to lay his life down through each and every human being that walks the face of the earth. So we could all continue to reveal Jesus to one another each and every day, primarily through our vocations and our duties that come with our vocations. So, you know, that's what the Mass is. The Mass is us entering into the one sacrifice of Christ, joining our cleaning the house, um, our picking up the clothes, our driving to work, our putting up with things in the world, our standing in line at the grocery store, our, you know, doing homework with the kids, cleaning, um, you know, filling out paperwork. Who likes to do that, right? This is how you and I join our lives and our sacrifices every day to His sacrifice. Because, see, we were made to be one with God. When we allow God to come into our lives daily, which is, how do we do that? Through prayer, through the sacraments. Then, through prayer and the sacraments, God communicates His grace. And the the Lord and giver of life and grace is the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit forms Jesus in us every moment of every day, if we allow it. Remember Mary's fiat, her yes to God? That's what it means. So when you're cleaning, uh, when we all leave after we mess your house up, Mom, when we're leaving and you're cleaning the house here, you guys are straightening up, you're saying yes to God. You're saying, Jesus, you can live through me this activity of love. I'm cleaning for you. I'm picking up for you. I'm washing the clothes for you. You know, it's like I'm doing these things for you, with you. You know what, Mass, that where we say, through him, with him, and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours, O God, forever and ever. But remember, that without the Holy Spirit, he, he can't do that. This is why he won the Holy Spirit for us. Unless he was the forerunner, he was the one who plowed the way, if you will, you know, it's, it's plowing the way so that when he died through our baptism, we die with him. When he rises, we rise with him. When he ascends to the Father, if you think of it like this, when Jesus ascended to the Father after being on earth, he was away from his Father really for a good, traditionally, 33 years or so. Then he went back to the Father. And I always like to think of Pentecost as when the Father and Jesus, for the first time after 33 years, embraced. And the warmth communicated between the Father and Son is the Holy Spirit. But remember, before God became man, before the Son had humanity, human nature, flesh, the Father, Son, and Spirit were, were perfectly one in heaven, but He didn't have human nature yet. So when He came to earth and received human nature from the Virgin Mary which again, our role is to give God human nature, our human nature, so that He can become flesh to us continually. But when He became flesh and took on a human nature, He he used that human nature to do what? To live love through His body. We we hear at Mass all the time, this is my body given up for you. He did all He did through His body for others. So as a husband or a wife, as a priest, as a student, um, as as whatever our vocation is, is 
We say through our bodies, this is my body given up for you. We let him use our lips. We let him use our hands. We let him use our eyes, our ears, um, our entire being. We give to him at baptism. We've been purchased at a great price, the scripture says. We no longer belong to ourselves. We belong to him. God will use that to save souls. Not because you have power, but because of your baptism, you have the power to merit grace. Because Christ in you will live through you that passion, which you are at some level already experiencing. So you've been lifted up on the cross. Remember Jesus says, when I'm lifted up, I'll draw all men to myself. The Eucharist being lived today in our midst. Like Jesus saying, this is my body given up for you. And with human eyes and human reason and human understanding, we'll never get it. But the Holy Spirit can show you how your frailty and brokenness in our humanity joined to Christ by saying yes will allow Christ through you, with you, and in you to continue to draw all of humanity to himself. It's very hidden. I always like to think of it as like hidden lambs. Like We're all called to be hidden lambs in, in this work of saving souls. God became man, took on a human nature, and that human nature, when he went back to the Father at the ascension, 40 days after the uh, resurrection, right? He went back to the Father, ascended, and he joined to the Father again. But this time, what was different about the Son than prior was now he has a human nature. And so when God the Father and God the Son embraced, the Son with his human nature embraces the Father. And because he's the Word through whom you and I came to be, what happens to him happens to us. Because you and I were created through the Son. He's the Word that you and I came to be from. So when the Father and Son embrace, He's embracing us because that Son is the Word through whom you and I were made. And so Jesus embracing our humanity goes back to the Father so the Father can embrace humanity. And that embrace of humanity with the Father through the Son is the experience of the Holy Spirit. So you and I, when we experience the Holy Spirit, we're experiencing the Father's embrace of our humanity. God loves our humanity. He doesn't, you know, I always like to think, you know, when I explain and talk about this, I, I think about how, you know, that Jesus wasn't like, uh, I got to go down there and take on a human nature and go through all this crap for these people. He's not like begrudgingly coming. He, the Father... And the Son decide with great joy and, and excitement, like, I'm going into the world because I want to reveal you, Abba. I want to reveal you to the, the, the children that, that don't know you, that, that, have, that have lost their vision of, of what it means to be a human being, of what it means to be alive, of what it means to be um, a child of God. And so, remember, our lady's role in this is huge. And my... My personal, as I said, the rosary for me is important because, you know, when I received my vocation and my calling um, to be a priest, I was sitting in front of the Blessed Sacrament praying my rosary. Um, and I was praying my rosary because that's what I was watching others do. I was just, I learned, we learned from example, Right. We all could say, you know, we pray the rosary or we're here because somebody invited us, somebody 
spoke to us. And that's, that's how the faith passes on from age to age, generation to generation. Uh, blessed Mother says, all generations will call me blessed. She's blessed because God made her that way. He made her to be an image and model for us of, of receivers, of receiving <coughs> heaven to earth, drawing heaven to earth. For me, like as I was praying the rosary in front of the Blessed Sacrament, I had that experience where um, it just got real quiet in my soul, like a super deep, quiet sense in my spirit. And that's the Holy Spirit. See, the rosary is embracing Mary's heart so that Jesus' heart can be formed within me. Because again, Jesus doesn't have a heart unless our Blessed Mother gives him a heart. And so you and I, as we, as we pray the rosary, are surrendering to, to God. We're surrendering our humanity to God. We're saying, let it be done to me according to your will. And he has one desire in mind, and that's to become flesh through us. So I was praying, my rosary got really quiet. The Holy Spirit came, and I heard that soft, gentle voice of God inviting me um, into the priesthood to, to be a priest. And he did say, you know, one day I'll use your hands. That's what God said to me. I'll use your hands to anoint the sick in my name. You know, I'll use your hands to bring me down to the altar. I'll use your hands to absolve sin in my name. At baptism, um, or holy orders, ordination, you know, you lay down on the cathedral floor and the Holy Spirit is invoked with all the angels and saints so that God can use my body, configure me to, to be able to give to you His body and blood. And that's only the Holy Spirit can do that. Only the Holy Spirit can bring Jesus to us through one another. The Holy Spirit, I think one of the most important graces of the Holy Spirit is to be able to connect our daily life with the work of saving souls to recognize that each and every day, every moment of every day, like we have so many opportunities to be able to give to you His body and blood. And that's only the Holy Spirit can do that. Only the Holy Spirit can bring Jesus to us through one another. To, you know, like today, an example, little example, but I was walking, you know, I was kind of in a rush. I was telling these guys I had a wild day today. Um, as a priest, you go everywhere. Like you can go from a baby dying to a baptism to a funeral to a wedding. In one day, you could do all these things. So it's, if you're not praying, it can be an intense thing. You have to really be letting Jesus live. Otherwise, you just won't make it. I was just walking, you know, I had three masses and I was doing a baptism. So I was walking to the sacristy to go back to get some baptismal certificates and Forgot my keys, <laughs> so I had to walk all the way back and all the way back. And I saw this just trash on the on the floor of the church. And I walked past it. I'm like, no. I picked it up and said, Jesus saves souls by me just taking a moment to pick this up. And then I threw it away. But it was a little thing like that where the Lord used that to teach me to take the littlest things and unite them to Him like, that wasn't me that picked up that paper. The Holy Spirit allowed Jesus through me to pick that paper up. And the little things to God, like Mother Teresa says, do little things with great love. 
So I said, Lord, I'm picking this up for you to save a soul from losing their salvation. And I offered it to the Father through the Son in me by the power of the Holy Spirit in me. Little thing. But boy, if you live your life that way, it makes life so much more exciting and so much more purposeful and meaningful. You know, I'm going to clean, you guys are going to clean the house up. Holy Spirit, do this through me. Let Jesus do it. Because see, I can't merit graces. I can't save souls. But because of the Holy Spirit, Paul says, don't you know your temples of the Holy Spirit? Meaning, you have access to the Holy Spirit who will form Jesus in you to clean the house. He'll form Jesus in you to deal with the tragedy at the hospital. Form Jesus in you to be patient when someone can't drive in front of you. <laughs> or be, be whatever, you know. Um, small things, big things, little things. The, the point is, is, when you live this way, you start to find the joy and fruit of the Holy Spirit. You know, love, peace, patience, joy, kindness, gentleness, self-control. You start to see the fruits of the Spirit becoming more manifest in your life. And then you find yourself, what I always like to say, one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is this uncreated energy. You, you shouldn't have energy, but you do. Like, that's not possible. Like, I know, I know for sure. For example, in confession for me as a priest... I'm saying things, I'm like, where did that come from? You know, and I, I get my phone out and type it in because <laughs> I want to save it for a future homily or something. But the Lord's teaching me as I'm teaching others. He's flowing through me as I'm talking. He's, he's, as, I'm, as I'm counseling someone in confession, the Lord's speaking through me and I'm like, that's good and I'll type it out and I'll, I'll be able to take that and reflect on how it affects my life. So he's active. He's not a static God. He's very dynamic. He's very alive. He's very active. One of the important parts of my journey um, as a priest, or not as a priest, but before I was a priest, when I was in college, I, I grew up in a really small parish, like 400 families in my hometown, which is near Pittsburgh, PA. And, um, you know, we didn't have much for us as kids in the church. It was a small parish. It wasn't like a youth group or anything. So when I went off to college and I saw this large group of youth and young people involved in going to Mass every day, it really was mind-boggling for me because I still didn't have that experience of, of knowing God was real. Like, I believed, but I didn't know He was real. Like, I, I didn't have an experience yet of the, the Lord, knowing He's a real God. He's not just an idea, someone I think about, but He's, he's really with me and in me. He's living through me right now. Like right now, God is living in you and I. He's, he's, he's gracious here. Um, but I went to this prayer meeting. It was the charismatic prayer meeting. And they went through the Life in the Spirit seminar, which is basically giving you the basic gospel message, inviting you to repentance, and then opening yourself to receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Um, we receive the gifts at baptism and confirmation, but... Those gifts are often tied. They're not, we don't release the full power and anointing of the Spirit through our lives a lot. A lot of times we, we hold back. We want to control God. And God's like, He wants to be released. Release the gifts of the Spirit. And so I was prayed over. Like I was sitting there, you know, I went through this five or six week seminar. And I was sitting there. And there, you know, it was like kind of like this. Except there was in a church, a little church, and it, it just college and I was sitting in like a circle 
Catholic area, and there's a priest and a number of people praying over each person in the prayer. Um, you know, there's a lot. There's probably 20 or so, 30 students that were getting prayed over um, for this outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Well, I was sitting there with my eyes closed, and I just kept saying the name Jesus very gently, you know, with love, like Jesus, Jesus. And I could feel, um, when I say feel, I mean not emotional, but more of a spirit. In my spirit, I could sense there was something happening. Like, I could tell they were getting closer to me. I could feel the anointing of God, like, coming closer to me. And then they placed their hands on me, and that was where I was, like, totally experienced in my spirit this, I don't know how to explain it, just heaven. I felt peace. I felt so much joy. I felt so much free. I felt like I was, I felt like I weighed an ounce. I felt like the Holy Spirit was just soaking me with His presence. Um, That's why I prayed in, you know, we pray in tongues. We could pray in, there's a gift of tongues where we could pray in tongues. And and the Lord started giving me tongue to pray with. And so I just started praying in the Spirit. And uh, and again, it's not that God controls us, but we, we yield to the anointing as He anoints us. That looks sad or depressed. Pay attention to that. That Lord's inviting you to pray for that person. Don't just say, oh, hope, hope to have a good day. But pay attention that when you, when you see something, God's showing it to you. Like if you see um, an ambulance, some people don't think, oh, there's an ambulance. And other people see, pray, there's an ambulance. So you say a prayer, but that's the Holy Spirit telling you, teaching you, leading you, guiding you. So I received this you know, baptism in the Spirit, if you will, and an immersing of my life into the Spirit. And that's where a lot of my life started to change in a lot of ways. Um, the Holy Spirit really started to, to lead me to have deeper experiences in confession, in the Mass, um, in praying the Rosary. Our Blessed Mother's role in, in the Rosary and her role in helping me receive the Holy Spirit was a tremendous part of my journey thus far and continues to be. But like I said, right now, for me, the Holy Spirit is so alive and He's so present here and He wants so much for us to just surrender to His love, to let Him form Jesus in us. Um, Because again, you can't separate the Holy Spirit from Jesus and Jesus from the Holy Spirit or the Father. They're always one. They're always working together. And so think about that. As I said, more practically in your day-to-day lives, invite Him. And you might, this doesn't mean you feel good all the time, right? You guys know this. You're not going to always feel good. You're not going to always feel like God's with you. But He is with you. And I didn't feel like God was with me when I'm picking up that paper. You know, little thing. But I chose to do it. Because I believe in faith that He's with me and that it's His hand picking that up and offering it to the Father as a good act of charity or act of love for the Father. And God takes small things and does great things with small little things. So think of little ways right now where you feel like you don't have the strength or power to continue. Think of little areas in your life where you feel limited, powerless, weak, broken, Think of opportunities that are placed before you each day. Just simply getting up in the morning. Look, Lord, I give you thanks. 
every brush my teeth for you this morning, Jesus, you know? You know, or I, I drive to work for you, Lord. You know, I'm doing this for you. And in belief, if you start living with that faith, sooner or later you're going to start to not only just have to believe, but it'll start to become a, an experienced reality in your life. But you have to step in faith so that it's like you're believing without an experience. And as you believe without an experience, God will give you that experience. You know, there's people I know that were prayed over. At that moment, they didn't experience nothing. But a week later, they're driving and all of a sudden, boom, they have this experience of God. And you all wouldn't be here if you didn't have some experience of God at some level and degree in your lives. And so I, I just invite you to think about that. And um, actually, we've been doing the, um, I don't know if any of you know, I do this. There he is. It's the new Pope, Colin. <laughs> Tell him we'll call him later. <laughs> But we're doing this uh, Life in the Spirit at St. Robert's now, actually. It's a five-part series. Every, like, the next one's this coming Friday. It's at uh, 7.30. It's in the Manelli Center. We bring Jesus out. We have worship and praise. We've been getting about 160, 70 people. It's a real, we do adoration and worship, and then we, we have a teaching from one of the priests that, you know, last week Father Walter Nolte did it. This week Father Francis is doing it. Last first one I did, Father Scott Courtney's doing the one in April. And then on May 17th, I think it is, I'm inviting like a bunch of priests. And the priests are going to pray over everyone in that place for a deeper release of the Holy Spirit in their lives. So if you can make that, it's, I think it's May 17th. It's that Friday, whatever it is. It's the Friday of Pentecost weekend. We're going to pray over everyone for a deeper outpouring of the Holy Spirit to release what was given to us at baptism and confirmation, to release it, to let the Holy Spirit just flow, and to help each of us to learn to operate in that anointing, to live with that anointing, to walk in it, to use the gifts, you know, wisdom, knowledge, understanding, counsel, fortitude, justice, piety, fear of the Lord, like use these gifts of the Spirit that you've been given, Isaiah gifts, they're called. I think it's Isaiah 11. You can read it, the, the, the seven gifts of the Spirit. But there are more than just seven gifts. Um, and if you think of the gifts as like a, one of the analogies I always, the Lord's given me in recently is, like you guys have a router in here, like Wi-Fi, right? For you? No. <laughs> <laughs> but you have Wi-Fi. So like, Somewhere in this house, there's a router that sends a signal out. And if you have the password, you can connect to that Wi-Fi signal and transmit information and download information into your phone. When you were baptized, you were given wireless capacity to receive and download the Father's love every day. You can download God's love into your heart every day because of your baptism. And... Sin, you know, we got a bad connection. We were disconnected with sin. And, and Jesus came into the world to give us, you know, to, to reconnect us to the Father. And so the Father, through the Spirit, transmits that love into us, downloads that love into us. And I would say, you know, if you look at it, another even thing is Jesus even gave us a virus scan, which is confession. <laughs> he scans for viruses. What's a virus do? Slows a computer down. 
blocks it up, it doesn't run right, and it can even lead, you know, disconnecting so you don't receive any data from, or love from the Father. So God set it up. And you always say, he's given us, you know, hot spots. You know what a wireless hot spot is? Every tabernacle in the city of Omaha is a wireless hot spot. <laughs> if you're close to a hot spot, you can connect. So think of it like that. All of the, the, the tabernacles in our city are wireless hot spots where the Father sends a signal out through His Son so that we could always stay connected and always be receiving that flow of love. And then when we're out in the world, we're always able to give that. And it's just a simple image, but it really helps to make understanding of, of what, what's going on in our daily lives. Because again, it's Jesus through us always that wants to set others free from viruses that have disconnected them from the Father. So think of the little things you can do with great love through the help of the Holy Spirit to offer to the Father, you know, to live the Mass, you know, blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. Through your goodness, you receive the gifts we offer you. You know, the bread and the wine. We offer them. You know, the bread and the wine. We offer them to the priest. Who Jesus is the priest. We offer them to the Father. Why? For the salvation of souls. First our own and many others around us. I could keep going, but that's good enough. <laughs> so it's good to again be with you and share a little bit with you about this wonderful plan that we're a part of. We live in a time and an age where it's challenging and we have to be strengthened by the sacraments and prayer. You know, today, for just one quick thing, today as I was preaching, the Lord was, in, when I was preaching, he, he taught me and gave me some things about God commands us to go to Mass and pray because He knows that if we don't, our conscience will slowly lose sense of sin. We'll get... Like if, there's a, if we fade the lights until there's no more light in here, it's a slow fade. And so the Eucharist and the sacraments and confession and prayer every day keep us from fading out because the world will, will, will cause us to, to just fade out and, and we won't then have any more sense of sin and there's no point of life other than what I want to make it. And that's very superficial and gets old quick. And leads to despair ultimately, which is where many people are today. They don't have a purpose. Because if there's no sin, it would be like me saying in a basketball game, there's no rules. Well, guess what? There is no game anymore. If I say there's no more rules, there's no more game. So we, when we live by the rules, it, it challenges us and it helps us to grow into Christ. And it allows the Holy Spirit to flow through us and minister God's love to our teammates, and to the rest of the world. So uh, keep me in your prayers as a priest. You know, I'm doing a lot of things. I was telling these guys, it's challenging. I'm, I'm a new priest, so I'm still learning to find a balance. And if one thing I'd ask you to pray for me is discernment and just balance in my life. Like, you got to balance. I mean, if you don't pray, you die, bottom line. But like praying and taking some time for leisure and rest, but also doing, you know, I, I love the sacraments, but... It's challenging at times with all the many things in, in bigger parishes like Vincent or Roberts and where two priests are doing all these things. And you you got to stay focused on the Lord and it can be a challenge. Just as you guys are challenged in your day-to-day -day lives, we're challenged. Um, so pray for us to, to, to be able to stay focused on our Lord and um, so we can give you our Lord. Because if we don't receive, we can't give. 
you got to balance that out with that just quiet receiving love daily. Um, so pray for priests. I think that's one of the biggest struggles priests have today is the busyness, you know, the sense of you don't want to be lazy and you, you want to help and serve your spiritual children, all of y'all. Um, but doing too much is also a way a lot of priests run from silence. And then they can't receive. And if you're not receiving, you're dead. You're dead. You will, the devil will destroy you as a priest. I mean, and he's especially out because if you kill, destroy the, if you, dis, if you corrupt the leader, the church is corrupt. People can't be fed if you cut off the leader of that parish. So pray for your pastors. Pray for the leaders of the church, especially now as we're going to elect a new pope. Really pray for them. Offer those little inconveniences up for the cardinals to hear from the Holy Spirit and elect a new leader for our church. Um, 